1: What's up, everybody? This is Purple After Dark, part of the Purple Daily Empire of Daily Vikings Entertainment from the TCL Studios. Enjoy more of what you love with TCL, and presented by Surly Brewing, the official. Go ahead. Have you cracked that one already? Of course, I, I have. Oh, New I was waiting. I was waiting for the. So I was waiting for the sound effect there.
0: Um. So I stopped today, got a variety pack at the old liquor store. The Surly variety pack. So, so this is my go-to, right? Like the ace of my staff. If, if I had a Surly, is this is this is
1: the Max Scherzer of the Surly, yeah, exactly okay. right.
0: If I, the if Tom I am... Brady, yeah, exactly right. So that's the that's the staple. But sometimes you got to call a Surly in from the bullpen, Phil Mackie. <laughs> and so who comes trotting in but Mean Streets? Wow. So what I've got now a variety pack because I'm taking. I'm taking my relationship with Surly to new heights. All right, I'm say <laughs> yeah, that right now. Well,
1: Sebastian Cole noticed that. He says Judd is high right now. By the uh, way,
0: actually, yeah, I'm not. I'm. I'm. You know what? I'm a beer guy. I'm not smoking
1: pot. Well, he's high on. He's high on Jake Browning. I think is um, what's uh, oh, been God happening this him. week.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and sunburned too, Phil. I'm sunburned as well.
1: <laughs> so, uh, this is Daily Vikings Entertainment. This is Purple Daily. And we're going to dive into Judd's been at camp all week, a Kirk Cousins list camp. He'll be back tomorrow. And that'll be a whole thing. Be interesting. So, we'll get Judd's latest observations. We've obviously been panicking about a lot of stuff, including the offensive line. Uh, at some point, I want to get your three biggest positive takeaways from a very negative week mostly around the Vikings, but we do have an announcement here. And and if you're hanging out with us, this is purple after dark. We're doing this a couple times a week, live on the purple daily YouTube channel, also live on score North tonight. Anyways, live on score North Twitter, and we can see your comments and we will bring them into the comment section here. um, And we'll respond to them, but we have a pretty cool announcement. Like we don't, we don't Judd and I have been doing a show together be it podcast and YouTube or be it radio on the old school, 1500 ESPN for about seven and a half years. Mm -hmm. And um, this is probably like the most positive reinforcement we've ever gotten from the industry on our show today. So we found out today that purple daily was nominated as a national finalist for a Marconi award. So the Marconi awards recognize it's it's uh, the Marconi awards are presented by the national association of broadcasters And uh, ordinarily, up until a few years ago, they just recognized the top radio personalities, the top radio stations and shows across the country. And they added a podcast category a few years ago. And this year, there are five finalists for the National Marconi Award podcast of the year. Clay Travis is one of them, by the way. So we're gonna have to, well, we're, we, have to we're gonna have to fight out Clay Travis we're a little
0: bit different than Clay Travis so I'll give
1: us that <laughs> uh, and also Hubbard's own garage logic which was also on fifteen hundred ESPN for uh, oh my god 25 or 30 years but Purple Daily was nominated as a finalist and we're pretty we're pretty uh, blown away by that and I think it's a huge testament not only to just how charming and amazing we clearly are on a daily basis it's the beards clearly uh, it's the beards. But I think it's a testament to B, how entertaining and interesting the Vikings are, no matter what. And C, you guys who watch and listen to the show on a daily basis have made it such a fun community, whether it's YouTube comments or social media. Um, you know, we obviously do the show every day, but we just feel like there's such a there's a great second level of discussion and bantering and making fun of and just like it it legitimately feels like a club. And um, and we're just we're just happy to be the ringleaders of this club. And our mission stays the same every day. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. Amen. Um, so exactly. Right. Yeah, and pretty I, cool.
0: I, I think, too, a key thing is this. Um, and Phil, I, I think we thought this for a long time and it's come true. And I appreciate it. I think a lot of people think like we do about the Vikings, which is having them be successful is fun. We want them to win a Super Bowl. But you don't always just have to be Mr. or Mrs. Positive. Like, like, it's fun to discuss the flaws and the good things and the bad things and, and not necessarily have our Vikings pom-poms out, which for a long time, I think, in this town, it was like, okay, but is that accurate? And I think this show has proven that. And that does not mean that it's fun to rip them, but it does mean that it's fun to have critical conversations at times that bring up the good and bad. And I appreciate the fact that a lot of you out there agree completely. So thank yeah. you for
1: that. And I think the other thing, too, is like when when we do get, you know, too far out of our minds being whether it's negative or, you know, we're just focused on the doom and gloom that's been 60 years of Vikings football. Like, it's it's cool that our audience will push out. They'll they'll either push back at us or they'll check us or say, all right, you guys, let, let's calm down on the panic. Like, Absolutely. it legitimately is a two way street. And are you 21? Phil, he says, Phil is drinking melted butter in that. cup. How'd you know, dude? How did you know that this was melted butter? That's what I drink. It's it's my nightcap every night. Just melted <laughs> garlic dirt. butter. It's great. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah, that's good for the heart. You know, cl- clears those veins out, no question. <laughs> so what what's in your glass?
1: Um it is a it is, it's a non-sanctioned it's a non-sanctioned drink here, but it does have some diesel behind it. Okay, good. I'll tell you that good. much.
0: Well, you know what it is? Sanctioned. That's right.
1: Surly, Surly mean, mean street. street. This is actually really good.
0: First time. <laughs>
1: I love it. Uh, by the way, people wondering where Declan is, he'll he'll probably jump in a little bit later here. We fired this up earlier than we initially thought, and Declan um, will join us at some point here. So let's um let's dive in. So we'll, we'll we'll get into. I've got some more offensive line panic, and I'd love to know what we think the vibe is around Kirk Cousins returning tomorrow. But in a mostly negative, tumultuous week for the Vikings, yes. what are like three things that stood out? on the bright side. Let's start with the glass half full here before we take our medicine.
0: All right, let's talk about football-y football things that don't involve quarterbacks. I I feel like we've talked about Cousins a ton. That's bad. Browning's been good, but we've talked about that a ton. So I'm going to give you three things independent of the actual quarterbacks, okay? Number one, I can't tell you this enough, and it was the same story again today. Irv Smith Jr. looks fantastic. And – and I know I've started to sound like a broken record with that one, but if you play fantasy football, draft him. He is, I mean, every day, man, he looks he looks great. I think he's dropped one pass all camp. Uh, but he's been a target time after time after time. And I told Dex this a couple of days back, Phil, I feel like we in this town get, and especially for this offense, we fall in love too much with, Who's the third wide receiver, right? Who's going to be WR3? And the reality is it's Jefferson, Thielen, and in this o- offense, if that's Gary Kubiak or Clint, I think the third guy is your best receiving tight end. Irv Smith Jr. looks bigger. He looks in great shape. Any, let's say, impediment to him being the top guy, a guy who might say, I want my catches too, is gone. Um, so that's my top one. And that's one of my top ones of camp. I'm telling you, this is a breakout year. If this guy stays healthy, he looks fantastic. Let's not be concerned about, well, can he block too? Tyler Conklin can block, okay? This is going to be, I here's my prediction. I think this is going to be the first year that we see the Vikings employ Irv Smith and a tight end, uh, where he pushes much closer to the Travis Kelsey group. Not saying he's there, but I am saying I think for a long time we we've been like tight ends now can be hybrid receivers too. But the Vikings don't really do that enough. I think they're going to.
1: So, I, I feel like there is a second tier of tight ends right now that's largely up for grabs. You know, we've we've seen. Like Gronk has kind of moved out, like he retired for a year or whatever, and he's moved out of the top tier and I think the top tier is Kittle Kelsey for sure. Mm. That's probably it. I think you could probably put the is it uh Darren Waller, the uh yep. blank on his name, the the Vegas yes, he's tight ready. end. Yes. I don't know that at this point, I feel like if Irv was going to be in that top tier at some point in his career, it would have showed more by now, but some of it might've been like, he just wasn't getting opportunities. So do you think by the end of the year, he's going to be, whether it's from a fantasy perspective or just like a real football perspective, is he going to be solidly in that second tier of NFL tight ends? That's my, is that what you're kind of saying?
0: Yes. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be. So that top tier is elite, elite guys. I don't know that he's going to get the opportunity to move into that pretty much rare, rare tight end air, but he's going to be in the second group. If he stays healthy, he is going to catch, I think, a ton of passes. He's going to catch touchdowns. Uh, and and when Kirk was playing, Irv Smith was a primary target. He is a, he's going to be a fantastic, if nothing else, bailout option. And so, yes, I think he is going to be, by the time the season is done, if things go as planned, I think he is definitively in that second tier and probably at least a Pro Bowl player.
1: Yeah. I mean, he looks the part. Like, it's amazing when you can. He the part
0: now more than he did previously, too.
1: You know, Kyle Rudolph, all due respect, nice little decade-long career with the Vikings, some of the best red zone hands you're going to find in the NFL. But, like, that dude would trip over the 20-yard line. Like, he couldn't jump over a phone book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, even his, even when he was in his prime. he tore. Didn't he tear, was it one or both hamstrings at Notre Dame?
0: There was one off the bone, I know. Yeah. It was very serious.
1: I mean, so he came in with major leg and lower body injuries. But then, like, Irv Smith, when he comes in the game and gets some of the same routes, he's one of the fastest tight ends, it looks like. Just eye test in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, breaks tackles more. Like, it just looks like, especially yards after the catch. I mean, Kyle Rudolph wasn't... He wasn't stumbling for many yards after the catch. So there just there seems to be so much more upside there with Irv Smith. All right, what's the what's the second glass-half-full thing from an otherwise mostly eh week for the Vikings? The second thing is the
0: development and, and maturation. Wide receiver K.J. Osborne looks fantastic. Now, the interesting thing is D.D. Westbrook has been at every practice, and he has returned some punts and worked on that, but he has not really participated much as far as catching passes. Yeah. Uh, the, The Vikings were in full pads again for a second consecutive day, and so he was basically a spectator. But K.J. Osborne made another diving catch today. K.J. Osborne's taking that step from I'm sort of a cocky rookie draft pick and I'm going to be good, and it's like, well, kid, actually you're not that good. You think you're good, to, oh, I've got a a lot of work to do. So that's my second one. He is going to make the roster, uh, but don't be surprised if he actually – I don't know if he would supplant – Westbrook but don't be surprised if he plays more than we think I really like him he's athletic Uh, I think he worked his butt off and and he now now looks like we probably unfairly thought he might look last year so that's my second one but I'm impressed I'm really impressed and Westbrook not playing is opening up an opportunity more at receiver and I don't think he's disappointed much at all
1: I I I feel like no matter who the number three wide receiver is, Irv Smith should get the third most targets. And you know, I think like- he
0: will. I think he will. I'm I'm just saying if if Jefferson, hopefully not, or Thielen get hurt, KJ Osborne strikes me as a guy right now who looks like he could step in and you wouldn't be you wouldn't be screwed.
1: Yeah. Wait. Whose music do I hear? Whose music do I hear? By God. By God, that's Declan Goff's music.
2: Yeah, that's right. So I was getting my uh, shoes shined down the street because um a couple Marconi winners now, you know, you got to make sure you're presented right. So I was just down the street at the old <laughs> well, haberdashery. I was making sure the shoes were all shined up and ready to go. So, oh well, boy.
1: That's right. That's right. Uh, that's right. A lot of people call us MFers, but MFer has a new. Has a new meaning now. It's no longer that type of mf'er. It's Marconi finalist. That's right. You refer to us as MFrs. We are Marconi finalists. Thank you very much. An
2: executive yes. mf'er kind of has a good ring to it. I, I, <laughs> I actually don't really hate that at all. <laughs>
1: uh, I hey, uh, it looks like Amit M. I don't want to butcher. Is it Mather Amit? So he he says if Philip Rivers wants to come back, which there's rumblings that Philip Rivers has been staying. Well, Philip Rivers said I've been staying ready. I've got a hundred kids and they're driving me nuts. So I've just been playing football and practicing throwing with my weird motion. Um, and the Colts would be a great fit for him just to go back, right, and take over for the injured Carson Wentz. But um, Ahmed says, if Philip Rivers wants to come back, should the Vikings sign him based on the current COVID situation with Kirk Cousins and the tension between Mike Zimmer? Listen, as a as a Philip Rivers stan, I love me some Philip Rivers, and so I'm all for this. It would create wild, uncomfortable tension with the Vikings. Yes. Um, but what do you guys think?
0: I think he's only going to come back if he can start, right? I, I don't think he'd come back to be a backup. So if you – now if Kirk were, if Kirk got sick and was lost for an extended period of time, I think that's a potential thing. Uh, I'm actually surprised that with Carson Wentz out for, for five to 12 weeks, he doesn't go back there. Go back to the Colts, dude. Yeah. You know, the offense.
1: They're also ready to win. Like, they're, yeah. I mean, they're, they just have a really good roster. The right only now.
0: problem is they, so they lost went to a weird foot injury that I guess he suffered in high school and it finally broke. And days after, Quentin Nelson, their outstanding guard, same injury. Turf monsters. And he was born with it and, and it broke. So he's out five to 12 weeks too. So perhaps your guy, who's a very smart guy, said, you know, I'm pretty old and that guard's really good. And without that guard, I think I'll just stay retired with my 14 kids and my high school coaching job.
1: Um, speaking of guards, I, I'm going to withhold my negativity here because we're we're only two items through Judd's oh, yeah. three positive things this week during an otherwise tumultuous week of Vikings camp. So you've named Irv Smith, uh, the D.D. Westbrook third wide receiver situation. All right, what's the third one?
0: The third one is the fact that without much fanfare, I have seen nothing – and it's been two padded practices now. Now, Anthony Barr didn't practice today, and, and since the Vikings don't talk about injuries during training camp, we don't know why. But the good news is this. Through practice so far, Daniil Hunter looks to be fine, which is That's actually huge.
1: massive. Yeah. Which
0: is massive. And, I mean, he – so I, I think I sent Dex this uh, today for the Twitter account. Mm-hmm. In the one-on-ones, Brian O'Neal's not a bad player, right? Like, he's their best tackle. He's a pretty good player. Mm-hmm. Solid. Um, I think, Dex, you, you probably saw this. Yep. Daniil Hunter, at one point, made O'Neill look like he was uh, 12 years old.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Daniel's ready to feed, as I like to say. Daniil like, Hunter just sort is of absolutely him. ready to feed. Feed me He's ready
0: more. to feed.
2: I, I believe I saw even, too, like, because um, you know these matting ratings keep coming out, right? Like, for all the position players and all this stuff. Actually, I think Brian O'Neill checked in at, like, number 10 in terms of right tackles yeah, on good. Madden, which does say a little bit about how, how good of a player he is. He is a solid player. You're right. He's a solid player. He should get a contract extension, possibly, maybe even the summer before the season starts. But, yeah, it looks like Daniil is ready to feast on some quarterbacks, and I'm excited for him to get after the, get
0: after a few of them in the NFC North. So those are three incredibly, I think, positive things.
1: Yeah. Yep. I think um, I'll add another one here, too. Christian Darisaw practiced for the first time since being drafted. I don't know if I, I almost feel like that's been I wouldn't say like underreported because I think it's been reported, but like it's been under talked about. They drafted him and everyone's just sort of penciled him in as the starting left tackle. He's no. a first round pick. He didn't no. he literally didn't practice in mini camp OTAs or the first week of training camp. And so today he's recovering from that core surgery. So today was the first time. And you tell us how much he did. But this the first time he mixed in at practice. And can he now get up to speed? I mean, you know, he's been studying, he's been in the meetings, and it's not like he's just joining the team for the first time, but like he's got one month to get himself in physical playing condition as a rookie to start at left tackle. Otherwise, it's Rashad Hill or somebody else.
0: So, there's good and bad news to this story. Uh, the good news is that Daresaw came out full pads. He really did nothing. Like, he he got it in the pass set or in the blocking set for some drills. Uh, but he didn't play first team. He really, he didn't do much. He's He sort of just felt his way in to practicing, which is, you know, which is fine. Here's the weird thing. For the second time in three days, Rashad Hill didn't practice. Uh, and Rashad Hill, I guess, came out early, did some stuff, and went inside. Uh, and at one point today with the first team, the Vikings had a guy by the name of Blake Brandle. Ross Brendel. Blake Brandle was the first Ross team Brandle. left tackle. Um, Dakota Dozier was playing right guard, and then they and then here's the weird thing. So at one point they rotated Drew Samia back out to tackle, so Samia was back at tackle, and that gave Dakota Dozier even more snaps at right guard. So I guess what I'm trying to say here is the first team offensive line is a massive, in some ways, work in progress, which is not great. And keep in mind too, the problem to go negative but I will the problem with this is so cousins hasn't practiced since Friday and he's got to get used to his line mm-hmm. the line is is um, contingent in some ways on being cohesive and they've got you know Drew Samia playing guard one snap tackle one snap Rashad Hill playing tackle and then he's out Blake Brandle as deck said Ross Brendel playing tackle so the cohesiveness of the line becomes a big concern but I don't see in Zimmer's world, guys, how on earth Daresaw is going to start the season. So like wow. I'm not saying I'm not saying wow. he can't start at some point in time, but I mean he's he's coming off core surgery, I believe, in January. Phil, you're right. Today's the first day that he actually took the practice field and didn't do much. This and they've got three preseason games, so he'll start to play, I would guess, eventually. But Mike doesn't exactly embrace rookies. And this would be a big step to go from today, just being padded up and doing almost nothing, to in Cincinnati starting at left tackle in that game.
1: Hey, Ali says I haven't heard one report about the long snapping situation. I'm on pins and needles. What's your long snapping scouting report from training camp, Judd? Yeah,
2: first, you got for us, Judd?
0: Uh, well, you know, Dex, you you've seen a ton of this because I, I have I have purposely sent you because it's so important to me. I have sent you a ton of Greg Joseph. Field yep. goal attempts. Yep. The snaps have looked fine. Snaps the holds the holds have looked pretty good. good. Okay. Uh yesterday the kicks, I think it was five or six. Today did not go as well. There was one that fifty yards or so that was um wide left and short. I was sort of a little bit concerned because today post practice, Greg Joseph got the old um got the old T thing out. <sighs> And you put like, the ball in there, yeah, I that, about, yeah. that contraption, that contraption, it's not a tee, but it's the thing that holds the, the I, ball. I, I
2: used it at the Super Bowl experience uh, three years yeah. ago when, <laughs> I, when I pushed one wide left from 30 yards. Had the distance, by the
1: way, but just very it wide Oh, left. wow, nice. Had the but, distance. Like
0: Anyways, so the last guy that I recall getting that contraption out and basically going to it was Bailey a few years ago. But the long snapping, I think, is fine.
1: I'm trying to find. I'm just going to a cheap plug here: the Scornuth TikTok account to look for any of the latest uh, Greg Joseph kicking videos. Here we're up to 345 followers on TikTok. We just like started posting stuff a week ago. So if you're not following Jud's great videography from training camp, you can find it on the Scornick TikTok and Instagram accounts. Um, all right, let's uh, let's just start answering people's questions here. We're getting comments from people on the Purple Daily. YouTube page we have one up there a second ago John Hubdub said honestly it's hilarious to see Vikings fans and media panic over every single inconvenience that happens Um, John listen man I I don't know if you're a young Vikings fan I think what you're seeing here is a man on the right side of the picture here or if you're listening a man on the right side of your your dial okay your phone who has been around since 1969 drinking surleys even though they're nice. much newer than that and he has seen a lot of a lot of devastation with the vikings declan and i grew up 90s 2000s like we've seen a lot of devastation too so maybe this is our fault and our problem but the first thing we think of when things start to go bad is oh my god train wreck on the horizon not oh like here's all the reference points we have of the vikings overcoming adverse situations right like they haven't exactly shown a blueprint in the past for overcoming adverse situations so maybe it's us maybe maybe we're over panicking on some of this stuff but i I don't know man
2: i was a couple seltzers in a a few hours ago on our on our twitter page and uh i'm panicking i told you on monday you guys kind of laughed a little bit that i that i said i'm starting to panic how do we feel 48 hours after my initial panic video uh, or a statement I should have said on weekend statements from Mackey and Judd on Monday. Now it's been 48 hours. I mean, if you want to join my club of panic, by all means, please do it. But I, I'm starting to freak out. I'm starting to freak out. And I think maybe Phil just me- left the show. Yeah, and I think Phil's gone. Phil, Phil just decided. You know, Phil, Phil said, nope, I'm all done. No more tequila left here in Nashville. Or no more, uh, I should say, bourbon or whiskey left in, in in Nashville. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a second. I heard a crack, I'll, and that wasn't Judd Zolgaz. I'll take your crack. And raise your one? yeah. Okay. Okay, see Surly, Surly's
0: all around tonight. Calling in calling in in on. the ace. Pour the it ace on the Ace in my pitching staff. Pour it. Surly on. furious. Uh Declan, the problem is this. <sighs> what y- so it's fun for us to talk about th- these things, and it's fun to panic or not panic. You know what? I mean inconvenience. Um the problem is, and I, I, I actually stopped if you're watching this on YouTube today at Fan HQ in Ridgedale to get my Mike Zimmer doll. The problem is this guy that's is amazing. panicked. Why
1: did they the, make him? They made him, like, rip. Does he have, like, a six-pack abs? Because you know why?
0: What? He got this, final approval over that. Is, yes. It's the Mike Zimmer oh my Foundation. My my, my <laughs> purchase was a donation. He I looks
1: guess. like Ryan Gosling. Is that, what Mike, is that what Mike Zimmer sees in the, the mirror every morning?
0: So here's the best part. It it's goes back that we, we've got the COVID-approved no mask as Dude, well. Dude, that's so awesome. So the mask goes on.
2: I honestly love that. So yes, that's probably irritates a lot of my listeners, but I love it.
0: But it, damn well worth it. Um, <laughs> the problem God, is dude. he's panic. He's panicked too. Like you could tell. So today, so here's what I can't decide. Today's practice, and Phil, you for sure have seen this before too, and it's sort of hard to read it. Today's practice was either a, were a week in the training camp and two days in the pads, malaise because the practice was awful. Like it looked really bad, or. It's uh, just a tension of, oh, my God, our quarterbacks not here? Jake Browning. And and by the way, I mean, the Jake Browning story is a great story. But, like, at some point in time when it's day after day of Jake and Kirk is supposed to be back tomorrow, it hits the team that, oh, my God, this guy's our quarterback right now. And you've got these two poor kids who have been brought in who can barely throw passes, and I mean, they were sailing balls, and I felt bad for them. So I couldn't decide if it was a malaise a week into camp or an actual sort of being hit with the reality. Because keep in mind, too, and Phil, in 2010, as things went went wrong, and 2009, as things went wrong and then corrected, you had the feeling at different times, um, because of the expectations on those teams, there's a sense of sort of dread and panic when it's not going right. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not the same as, well, we're expected to be good, but who knows, right? Like, if we're good, it'll be fun. And if we're not, well, no surprise. Um, this team has expectations, and this yeah. team has and, – and here's the one thing. I would say my quarterback, week to week being an unknown, is not an inconvenience. Um, an inconvenience would be somebody being dinged up. This is not an inconvenience.
1: Yeah, it's a – it's a massive hurdle. Now they have a month to fix some of this stuff, right? If Darasa starts to look really good in practice. Um, I think I would say honestly, like I don't want to turn this into a vaccination show, but if Kirk gets a vaccine and he's no longer going to be That's in true. question as much from week to week, cuz you got to keep in mind it's not just about him getting covid. It's about if he comes into contact with anyone who has covid, he has to sit out a minimum of 5 days, right? So it's like could that happen three or four times in the season? So, if that gets rectified and he's just more available, I mean, Ryan Tannehill came out and said, I think one of you guys was a Dex. One of you guys sent a, I sent you the a quote. tweet. Same thing. And we'll probably talk more about this on tomorrow's uh, Thursday show. But like he said, I wasn't going to get the vaccine, but when I saw the NFL protocols come out, I had to be committed to my team, and so I just I didn't want to miss any time, and so I got the vaccine solely because I want to be a team player, right? I mean that's what Patrick Peterson's saying too and so. Yep. Now, Kirk hasn't spoken yet. Kirk will speak at some point this week, probably tomorrow. He's back at practice tomorrow. So, we'll see, but um you know, if if this thing gets into the regular season and Christian Dariusaus is not ready to rock at left tackle and Kirk Cousins isn't vaxxed, there's going to be lingering major questions at the two uh well not the two but like two of the biggest offensive positions for the Vikings.
0: If you have to worry about Kirk every week, which right now you would, I don't see how you get past that. Like there's only there's only enough um mental bandwidth distraction-wise to be like that's fine. We'll we'll put that aside. Uh but if you have to worry that your quarterback every week might not play and Jake Browning is your backup, that's going to weigh heavily and wear people down and today people felt like that weight was starting to get to them and as I, I just saw a comment um they haven't played a preseason game yet like you can't be here football is too hellish of sport to be like well we'll just put we'll just roll with this one yeah. um you can't have everything go against you and just be like that's fine we'll you know uh, if Jake Browning has to play a game I'm sorry it's Armageddon
1: Yeah. Yep. And he's shown up very nicely for the backup quarterback spot. But there's a there's a there's a big difference between handling the load at a Saturday night camp practice and facing the 49ers or whatever. Like, you you know, you said that. Um, Yeah, we're, we're taking your questions. We're taking your comments on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. And like Greg L says, if you're watching us right now, click the subscribe button and then in return, we'll give you daily Vikings entertainment. Also, anywhere you find podcasts, Purple Daily and uh, hit that thumbs up button. Let's get this thing spread around the Internet for fellow Vikings fans so that they can also partake in this community that we've created. Oh, did we mention that uh, Purple Daily was uh, was nominated as a finalist for a National Marconi Award? Yeah, so we're pretty we pumped did. about that. Pretty pumped about that. We're pumped. Um, let's see. What else can we? I'm trying to I'm just sort of speeding through some of these comments here. here. Some
0: comments? Come on, folks. We
1: have all kinds standing of Standing
0: in the sun every day for you.
1: A lot of Kirk and Mond stuff that we've already sort of gotten into here. Um, I mean, I is it this, any... Go ahead, on, Dex. I was
2: about to say, did you guys see this? Because I saw this as well um, on The Athletic. But uh, did you see that the Vikings possibly have the number one defense, could have the number one defense going in to 2021?
1: So, all right, I, I, like, I like this notion because I think... This is one of those where if everything works out perfectly like it did in 2017 on paper, this could be true. If Hunter is fully back, plays a full season, if they can get the right mix of Michael Pierce, Dalvin Tomlinson, Sheldon Richardson to get pressure on the quarterback in the middle, it's going to be kind of a three man rotation. And then let's say DJ Wanham steps up and becomes a viable right. If their defensive line, if everything works out there, it's going to be ferocious. If Patrick Peterson can revert back to like two or three years ago, Patrick Peterson, which, hey, he could. Mike Zimmer's a great defensive and cornerback mind. Um, And then I think if everyone stays healthy, like if Eric Kendricks is healthy and Harrison Smith, if all of those things go right, and I don't know what the percentage chance of that. like It's a low percentage chance that everything goes right, right? Because it's the NFL and things happen. Injuries happen. Um, Age catches up with guys. But... If everything goes right, I could see this being definitely one of, if not the best defenses in the NFL.
0: So I think the one thing about this thing is I think this defense is going to be, I think they're going to get more creative than they previously did. Zim definitely has his defensive principles, right? Like he's got his beliefs, which is fine. I mean, hell, he's been really good. Uh, But I think they're going to get creative. I think so. Andre Patterson, who is the co-defensive coordinator with Mike's kid, spoke today and he is really good. Like he he's a he coached, I, I think he, he was also the defensive line coach with Denny. He's coached for a bunch of teams. Uh but he was talking about what the defense is going to do. And for instance speaking about Sheldon Richardson, he talked about the fact that Sheldon's gonna play in the base d- defense too. Like I think I think Michael Pierce, who's still not back at full strength, and Dalvin Tomlinson are going to start per se. But I mean in this league that means nothing. Uh I think Richardson's going to play more than we probably expect, which is really good because he can get after the quarterback. So far, um, a guy who wears ninety six defensive tackle Armin Watts, big guy, younger, looks really good. Mm-hmm. They're going to have this defensive line is going to be much improved. Like they have not enough, they have, they have, they have enough options.
1: Bit. Like they have right. enough options, right?
0: The right, end, the right end position, a little bit of a concern, but if Daniil can play, you know, can switch at times, I, I just think that you're going to see these guys get far more creative. And the one thing with Peterson is I think they're smart enough to put Peterson in position to succeed, which I would argue that they didn't do for Rhodes two years ago. Mm-hmm. Like Rhodes was unplayable at times in 2019, went to the Colts in 20 and actually played well. And that's partially based on wh- where he's asked to play, uh, and what style. And I think they're—I I think they'd be far more likely now, probably having learned some lessons, to put Patrick Peterson in a position to succeed mm-hmm. than saying, "Okay, you know, just go out there and play." So, I do have confidence that they are going to, and took a lot of time uh, during the summer to sort of refigure how the defense approaches things. And I would go into the season pretty co- pretty confident that they will be top 10. And I think for them to be as successful as they should be, it's going to be bordering, if not in the top five.
2: I, I think that it's it's safe to assume that they need to be in the top 10 for them to be successful. Um, last oh, year, yeah. let, let's, just, let's just look at what happened. They didn't have anyone on the defensive line. I'll give you that. They had zero people on the defensive line. And I, I kind of said, even when Daniel Hunter went out, well, Mike Zimmer's a good enough coach. He can get creative. He can figure out ways to deploy guys. Remember, Daniel Hunter didn't start for, what, his first two years in the NFL, and he was used strategically, and he morphed him into the player he is today. So I kind of thought, well, they'll figure out ways to still be able to be at least a competent defense. And obviously, Daniel was out. You lost Eric Kendricks for five games. Two rookies basically had to start 16 games last season. Anthony Harris completely fell off the cliff because of that as well. There was a lot of trickling-down factors. But when I look at it, at the end of the day, last year the Vikings were 30th, in points allowed, right? Or excuse me, 29th. 29th in points allowed. Mm-hmm. Yep. I just don't see how you literally make a jump from 29th to even 10th in one season, even with things coming back and things going ahead. It, it, it kind of reminds me of, yes, there, there are times in it, like hockey when goaltending is so volatile, and I'm not going to try to compare NFL defenses to a position like goaltending. I just don't see how, uh, how one position can go from 29th to top 10th Basically overnight, even with a defensive-minded coach in Mike Zimmer.
1: Well, the only way that you would do it is if you literally overhauled everyone who played on the 29th-ranked defense and, and hit on all the replacements, which is sure. what, they're try- that's what they're trying to do. Like They're, they're trying to right. say, all right, <laughs> well, some of them were injured and just didn't play, and then some they just cleared out. Um, hey, uh, AJ comments here on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. How is Nwangu looking so far, the man, speedy pick. scat back from right. the draft?
0: Public service announcement, right now. Okay, as, as I sip on my surly, ladies and gentlemen, the Twitter account for Score North. Yep, I have been feeding Declan, and Declan has been doing a masterful job well, of posting a ton of stuff of highlights. Okay, I'm a millennial, I need the praise, so thank yes. you. Yes, really and remember. I sent Declan one today of Kane, and I'm going to tell you this right now: he is fast as hell and can turn the corner. And it looked, and he looks good. I mean, this guy can moat her. And it's it's somewhat, what's the word I'm looking for? Somewhat seamless. It's very fluid. So he looks great. But I'm telling you right now, if you want in progress highlights from TCO, check out our Twitter account because Dex is doing a magnificent, I'll say that, magnificent job of getting stuff posted as quickly as possible.
1: The executive producer.
0: Of Purple Daily and Maggie and Judd. I'm sending Declan. him clips, but he's getting them up. There. Oh my gosh, who lives in that cabin? What's wrong with their lakeshore? Look at all those
2: weeds. Ugh, that is the worst cabin on the lake.
1: Don't be such a busybody. Excuse me? They must not know about Aquaside. Is that what we use? Yep, just one application of Aquaside each spring keeps our lakeshore weed free. Don't be that cabin this summer on your lake. Eliminate lake weeds this summer with Aquaside pellets. I should tell him about Aquaside. oh now who's the busybody? Call 1 800 328 9350 or go to Aquaside.com. Uh, question everything says, love Zolgad. He's like the cool uncle. I think about 100 people have accused all three of us of being high tonight. And I That's can assur- right. can assure you, it's, not it's tonight. In late, the words not of Pearl Brooks, tonight. not
2: this game, not tonight. <laughs> a, well, bruise well,
1: on, a bruise on the thigh is a long way from well, the well, heart. Candy. Do yeah. I
2: look high? Like I might be getting buzzed, but I'm definitely. I, someone not. said to me, "I." They were really accusing me of some harder core drugs earlier in the comments, and let me just say, I, I don't dabble in those, folks. I like my
0: tequila well, you and know, I like you my elixirs, but come on, you're a skinny guy. On. But you're a skinny guy, so
2: just because I look like it. Yeah, I understand. Right, but I mean, it. I think just because they're being made, just because Declan, I look like Declan looks season, like he does yeah. hardcore
1: drugs, does does just he? He? because
2: I look like early season Chandler from Friends, does not mean I'm partaking <laughs> in the same things Chandler did in the early season. Let's just say Declan, Declan looks like,
0: and he does not but he looks like a guy who would enjoy a smoke. Could you be any more high? <laughs> I'm not talking about weed. I know you weren't. I look I like can't. a guy that might smoke weed. I just don't uh, and and by the way, if you do, that's cool. I just don't
1: I... hey, noodle one thirty here and we'll 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 do a couple more here and then we'll wrap because we've we've got to save some of this gold material here, this Marconi finalist worthy material for tomorrow's show as well. uh noodle one thirty says Jake Browning from Mr. Mankato. Right now, what what would be like your top three power rankings from what you've seen? I mean, it's Jake Browning probably number one right now in the power rankings. Not right?
0: probably. He is one. Like like by def- by the fact that, that he's thrown eight hundred and forty seven passes in the past four days. Um okay, top four from Mr. Mankato. I would say Declan's guy, because I've seen enough from him where I'm impressed. Like he looks good. He'd be he'd be up there. I'm trying to th- think of who who else is who else we have well, in the mix for it.
2: K- uh, KJ Osborne has been an absolute stud. And like he, I he, I KJ, he's KJ
1: Osborne. The okay. he's yeah. a favorite. So he's, so I would he, say he, he's probably for first or yeah. second
0: Osborne, Osborne probably won, yeah. Although the Browning thing, you could probably debate. I'll put Browning two and Dex's guy three.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: okay.
1: Where's, where's my guy? Where's the, um, yeah. the Mankato kid. Has he caught a pass yet?
0: Zilstra. Uh, you know Zilstra? what? He, I'm going to, I'm going to say this for him. Great mini camp. Mm, uh, I think those. you and I, Phil, are, uh, I don't think we're in good shape.
2: Hey, sometimes you have really good mini camps and it progresses to training camp, and I'm using this in life uh, in general the Iowa and receiver...
0: it doesn't translate. Mm. Ryan, you know? I appreciate your in- input. Um, I don't, I would not put the ISM. Smith Marcet? He's, he's making nice catches, but right. I wouldn't put him third.
1: ISM? Are we calling him ISM or just Smith Marcet? I think that might have been a phone typo there, Marcettle
0: I think he might A auto correct uh, there. I think he might make the roster if they do what they did last year which is out of training camp keep seven receivers.
1: Bob H 332 says are the case cookus jerseys available yet? Did I get to write that down? Did he throw I, a pass in team yeah. drill today?
0: Um the other guy did for sure. I don't I don't the know if he did or not. Okay. Uh but but you know what? The new quarterbacks, bravo to Bob H's point, had their names on the back of their red jerseys today which is more than <laughs> I could say for them yesterday.
1: Boy, that's a clutch performance by whoever had to get that stitched Dennis or Ryan, pressed on. Right, long
0: time equipment man. He is outstanding. Yep. Good for one him, of the man. One best In the biz, St. Paul guy.
1: Yeah. Um. So now, now we've got now now Quang is like. We're now we're being accused of being on hardcore drugs tonight. I'm not on crack. That are was Judd. Are you? Are I, I you almost just. I man? almost. I almost just made an inappropriate joke about one of Judd's old coworkers. But I am above that, yeah, so I will not that. do that. This
0: is a day of celebration, yeah. not a day to reflect. Day of celebration. On. It's a celebration. <laughs> Why don't you cook us some of what you okay, that's
1: good. <laughs> oh my gosh. <clears throat> um all right, we're gonna let's shut this down. Let's shut this down because tomorrow we've got you another episode of Purple. Purple Daily. after
0: dark is turning into exactly what it should. Yeah, just just every- an obnoxious <laughs> amount of of inappropriate comments.
1: Yeah, and uh that would be uh the Marconi finalist Purple After Dark here that's right. on Purple Daily presented by surly brewing and mike zimmers bobblehead with a covid face shield that that pretty much sums up the vikings does, the last dude. year and a half right there God. so all right, mean streets all right daily vikings entertainment it's mackie it's judd it's the executive producer declan goff thanks for hanging with us here live on purple after dark i got this one dex no you go ahead you go ahead <laughs> go ahead